This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Wednesday. Good afternoon. I'm Lana O'Connor with Red FM's news podcast. A Garda investigation is underway following a suspected double murder-suicide in County Kerry. It's after the body of a woman in her 60s and her son, who was in his 20s, were found inside a house near Lixnaw last night. Both have been shot while the body of the father, a man in his 60s, was later found in a field at the rear of the house near a shotgun. The scene has been preserved pending the arrival of the state pathologist and Garda Technical Bureau, and Gardaí's say they're not looking for anyone else in relation to the incident. Lixnaw Parish Priest Father Anthony O'Sullivan says he attended the scene late last night. I would have to call this at quarter 11 to the scene and I said the prayers this morning as of yet. I haven't met anybody. I have been meeting people later on. I've met. But there is a great sense of obviously of numbness, of unreality, of disbelief that this happened. Ian Bailey claims the murderer of Sophie Tuscan Duplantier in West Cork died a long time ago. The former journalist is calling for a cold case review of the crime, which he says will clear his name. No one's been charged here with the murder of the French filmmaker at Tourmour near Skull nearly 25 years ago. Ian Bailey was convicted of her murder in his absence in Paris in 2019, but he claims the real killer has passed away. You know, somebody in, in Ireland knows that it wasn't me. And some, I'm, I don't know if anybody does know who it was. I suspect there are people who do know who it was. Is the killer still alive? I keep getting seeing this reference to the fact that the killer, I, I think, if, if my own theory is correct, I can't say too much about it, the murderer is dead and has, has quite a long time ago passed away. The five biggest stories in Cork today. This is Red FM's News Extra. I'm Rory on Sport and nine Cork players have been named in the Electric Ireland Minor Hurling Team of the Year. The All-Ireland Champions are represented by goalkeeper Paulie O'Sullivan, defenders Darrell O'Sullivan, Ben O'Connor and Timmy Wilk, midfielders Mikey Finn and William Buckley and forwards Dermot Healy and Jack Leahy. Dungourney's Jack Leahy meanwhile was also named Player of the Year, scoring a huge 4.41 on Cork's journey to success. In golf, the Open Championship is returning to the island of Ireland in 2025. Royal Port Rush has been named as the tournament host in 2019. Offaly Shane Lowry won the Claret Jog at the County Antrim venue, winning by six shots. In football, Northern Ireland looked back up their win away to Lithuania tonight. They welcomed Switzerland to Belfast in Group C with a kickoff at 7.45. Elsewhere, England are away to Poland. Wales host Estonia. Republic of Ireland defender Shane Duffy is hoping their battling draw against Serbia last night will quieten some of their critics. A late on goal secured a one-all draw for Stephen Kenny's side in Dublin. With their manager under pressure after recent results, Duffy says the players are all committed to improving their fortunes. Listen, we stick together. I've been in a lot of squads and, and it's up to us senior players here to, to keep rallying them. And We don't listen to the outside noise. We try and stick together in there and that's what I feel like we always do. And I think the performance of the there, we're... We're not going to give up now and um, we'll just keep fighting. That's what we always do. In tennis and at the quarterfinals of the US Open today, Emma Raducanu faces Blinda Bencic while Karolina Pliskova goes up against Maria Sakkari. Men's top seed Novak Djokovic faces Matteo Berrettini while South Africa's Lloyd Harris plays Alexander Zverev. And there's racing a Cork race course in Mallow today. The first is off at five past four. Don't forget to like and subscribe to get Red FM's News Extra daily. Now, Jen Bowler is a singer with Sparkle. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Mick. How are you? I'm very good. You're a bit annoyed that the PUP payment has been cut. I suppose uh, it had to be cut at some stage. The timing, though, for musicians is not ideal, is it? Yeah, no, it's not great. Like, they're only kind of letting us get back to work now since Monday and they're kind of cutting the rate starting from next week, like, you know. As if you could just turn um, turn on the gigs like a tap. Yeah, I know, yeah, sure. Make up for the last 19 months there overnight. <laughs> um, 
Um, so yeah, it's it's just the timing isn't great. Like you know, um, like music is allowed since Monday, as I said there. Um, but they are cutting the all the things by fifty euro starting from next week. Like you know, this was fifty euro is an awful lot. Like when you're on a lower payment like that, like you know. Yeah, but can I ask? And it's probably a, a question you may take a little umbrage with. Uh, how many musicians are going to um, come off the PUP and go back to full time playing? Or how many will just take the 50 cut and sneak in a couple of gigs? Well, I suppose a lot of people have had to kind of get other work, you know. They have kind of had to abandon, I suppose, music for the last 19 months anyway, you know, to try and keep a roof over their head and food on the table of mind, the family, that kind of stuff, like, you know. Um, so I think there will be a big change, I suppose, in the amount of musicians that are still able to gig full-time um, compared to what it was before the pandemic, you know. Um so I don't know, like you are allowed earn money on the POP for a while as well, you know, there's like a 960 or limit over two months, so that's something at least, but it's just, I suppose, you know, like hopefully the diary will start filling up again, you know, and get busier and musicians will be able to get back to work, like, you know. Yeah, is is this being felt um, more particularly by musicians because, and once again, I don't want to offend, I'm all for, and I've been championing the return to music a lot longer than most, uh, is it because you're working in a way in a cash industry that not everything is invoiced? Um, I don't know really. Like I suppose everyone kind of thinks, oh, you know, go away and get a real job. But I suppose being a musician is a real job. You know, the hours are there. You have to put in the practice. You have to get lessons. You have to buy the gear. You know, there's so much. Like people just think, you know, musicians go to a pub and they play for two hours and they go home and they have a grand life. You know, like we do, and that's brilliant and that's the best part of it. But there's so much more than that. Like you know, like I said, buying equipment, practicing. You know learning first dances there's a lot of work that goes on in the background I suppose that people don't see even you know loading in and out the gear is it's hard work like you know Yeah I, I <laughs> um, guess there's a difference between the, the dreams of a, of a young fledgling musician somebody wants to be you too yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody wants to be you know the hothouse flowers and somebody just wants to be Mr Wedding Band Exactly yeah yeah it would be like it's very hard to get I suppose even original work out there as well you know um just I suppose that's what we've been trying to do the last kind of year and a half I suppose just because there was nothing happening we were doing our lives and stuff on Facebook like that already you know just trying to keep our audience kind of with us but um, I suppose we have a new single there now coming out on Friday as well um, on Spotify and Amazon and all those kind of platforms called Look At Me Now but I suppose it was just trying to keep our name out there while there was nothing happening and hoping that you know the industry will go back to some sort of normality soon enough you know? Yeah, I, I saw many, many musicians from, from here, from abroad, uh, on Facebook, doing Facebook Live uh, gigs, some very, very regular, every Friday or every Sunday or whatever, uh, and uh, and taking donations to Patreon and, and that kind of thing. Is that something you guys resorted to? Um, yeah, so like at the start, we were kind of doing charity gigs. We did a charity gig for the Cope Foundation in Cork. That was our first live with Grey Crack with that, like, and we made a couple of hundred euros, and so we were delighted with that. Um, we kind of, we did do a couple of lives where we had our PayPal link up as well. Um, so that was that was good. Like we did, I suppose, yeah, we did have to resort to that. Like, and we kind of went busking as well. Um, in the end, we went up to Galway and by accident, ended up busking, but it was a brilliant day. Like, you know, it was just great to do what we love and I suppose get paid for it. <laughs> get Red FM's News Extra at redextra.ie and check out our other podcasts.